0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I am your host, Josh Hyman. Tommy is still out with, with tonsillitis, so giving him a break um, Hello Tommy, I know you're editing this I hope you're feeling better But in the meantime, I'm going to be taking everyone on a solo episode Continuing to discuss the Vladimir Tarasenko trade rumors I say that with air quotes, don't know how much weight there is to him But there has been some insight from the, the great Gabe Foley on Twitter About the legitimacy of some of those reports So I'm going to be getting into that as well as the potential Matthew Kachuk, the St. Louis Rumors. And then I'm going to be talking about whether or not I think a coaching change could benefit this team. Big topics on today's episode. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor. That is Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. So first things first, on yesterday's episode, I talked a bit about number 91, the sniper, Vladimir Tarasenko and his future with the St. Louis Blues. Um, Not to beat a dead horse too much, you know, but in case you missed yesterday's episode, in case you missed the last few seasons, Vladimir Tarasenko has been plagued with injuries. At one time, looked like one of the most promising goal scorers in this league. People were calling, you know, for a future 50-goal seasons, future Rocket Richard trophies, et cetera, et cetera. And then the shoulder injuries started piling up, you know, a couple separated shoulders later, a couple surgeries later, and... Frankly, what we've seen out of Vladimir Tarasenko doesn't look like his former self. Now, will he ever get back to his former self? Who knows? That's a conversation that we've been having a lot on this podcast. That's a conversation that I sort of delved into yesterday, and I think the consensus is probably not. Now he's he's a guy that's reaching reaching, you know, what would be the middle of his prime if it weren't for these injuries, but definitely was was a step behind in the playoffs recently, coming back from that injury, and you could argue oh, well, maybe that's just because he's been out for so long with injury, hasn't played, hasn't gotten up to full speed, and, you know, next season he'll be he'll be great again and he'll be the player that he used to be and he'll score 50 goals, whatever. I hope more than anything that that is the case. I would like nothing more than to see Vladimir Tarasenko bounce back and play dominant hockey again in a Blues uniform. But the fact of the matter is with the expansion draft coming up and with Tarasenko's contract expiring and with a bunch of other contracts expiring and with this team not being as successful as... A lot of people, including the front office, probably hoped there are some difficult decisions that need to happen. And one of those decisions is surrounding a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, obviously, these rumors that are going around are are far from legitimate. And the, the source yesterday was nhl rumors daily and the update here from gabe foley at nhl foley on twitter if you guys don't follow him he's a great follow he said that he wanted to quote spill the beans after yesterday's episode and according to his sources the blues are listening to interest in 91 and he says i personally know of a few teams involved no word on a return but context has a high traffic maybe involves and then he himself says the sincerity of these rumors meh so, take what he's saying with a grain of salt, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but it definitely looks like the rumors on Tarasenko do hold some weight. So, thanks a lot, Gabe, for that newsbreaker right there. Hopefully, we'll get him on the pod soon. But, anyways, definitely some concerning signs uh, in that tweet if you're a fan of keeping Tarasenko. But that being said, I, I'm not surprised at all. It makes sense that the Blues are listening to offers on him. Like I said, due to his impending contract renewal, due to the expansion draft, due to the fact that it would free up cap space, due to his injury history. Whatever, whatever angle you look at it, unfortunately, there are justifications for trading Vladimir Tarasenko. Do those justifications outweigh the justifications for keeping him? I'm not sure. That's a, obviously a decision that. The guys that get paid the big bucks, the guys in the front office are going to make, but definitely something that I don't think anyone was expecting, you know, with his career path. I don't think there was ever a day that anyone thought Vladar Tarasenko would be on the trade block in St. Louis, and he does have a no trade clause, so whatever trade he would potentially be subject to, he would have to approve. So that's a whole whole other can of worms that we'll have to get into if these talks do progress but definitely seems like there's some legitimacy to these rumors now as much as this breaks my heart and as much as it would break my heart to see a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko go it is a bit of a relief to know that you know if worst case scenario he's not on pace to return to his former self and Doug Armstrong feels like this might be the highest his value will be before you know next season or whatever before they either lose him to the expansion draft or, you know, don't re sign him in free agency, then at least we have a GM who's comfortable enough in his team to make these tough decisions and, and we're not gonna end up like a Chicago or an LA Kings where they, you know, they hung on to their core pieces for a little bit too long and it and it put them into salary cap disaster. So there is a bit of a silver lining to this. Obviously a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, the the imagination you know from the beginning was that he would be part of this core until the day he retired I think he himself has said that so these are the type of decisions that you have to make you know with a hockey team it's a business and he has faced some really unfortunate luck in these past few years and it would be devastating if that bad luck led to him getting dealt to another team but the fact of the matter is that those are the type of things that happen we've seen it before we've seen teams move on from their Their stars that they've been loyal to and the stars that they've been loyal to them and that's the business of it it's unfortunate and it's a difficult conversation but it's definitely one that needs to be had and and part of me is is optimistic that if Doug Armstrong really does listen to Vladimir Tarasenko moves I don't think it would be to rebuild I don't think it would be to get draft picks and 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 restock the cupboard I do think that there would be some other things in the works you know like a potential Matthew Kachuk trade or however it may be so I don't think that it should be a sign of oh man, this team's done. The windows closed. This team is rebuilding. I think that even if a Vladimir Tarasenko trade does happen, there would be a lot more to come in this off season, and I'm going to be getting into some of that and some of my thoughts as well. But before I do that, I guys, I want to tell you about our new sponsor that I mentioned at the top of the podcast, and that is stat hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? I sure know. I'm I've never had luck with that. Is that really surprising though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more times. You literally don't stand the chance, but now with stat hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control. And winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the House in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you the lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. The reason why I like it so much, I've used it, it's because you don't really need to just take blind risks. If you're really confident in a lineup and you really think that you're gonna have success, then you can wager however much you want. It's all up to you. You're in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports, the way it was meant to be. One on one. Play stat hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. All right, before I continue with this important episode, got to tell you guys about another important sponsor, and that is Wealthfront. Now, investing can be really complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio no manual trades no picking stocks no watching the stock market every single day they automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion dollars of assets and you can get your first five thousand dollars managed completely for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked nhl all you need is 500 dollars to get started grow your wealth the easy way and that Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5000 dollars managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on N H L to start growing your savings. That's wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. We are getting into a little bit more of the hypothetical land of trades with this next rumor. However, it is one that I think excites me and and the potential should excite a lot of Blues fans, and that is bringing in a Kachuk brother to St. Louis. They talked about it on 101 ESPN and whether or not Matthew Kachuk is a realistic target for St. Louis and the quote from Jeremy Rutherford. This isn't a situation where he's telling people he wants to out that he wants to play in St. Louis. It's nothing like that. But if that opportunity comes along via UFA or a trade, more likely next summer than this summer, I think he would relish it and love to play for the St. Louis Blues. Obviously, you know, paying attention to that quote, it basically sounds like there's really nothing to that rumor. It's not like they're they're shopping Matthew Kachuk or anything like that, but We know how important St. Louis is to that family. We know how passionate Matthew Kachuk is about St. Louis sports. We know the history that his family has in this city. It really does seem like a no-brainer. Obviously, he would want to play in St. Louis. And as of right now, the timelines kind of match for the both of them. Calgary isn't necessarily maybe a destination where he'd want to stay long-term. They haven't really locked in a solid core Maybe they're not they're not heading in the direction that he wants. And St. Louis is definitely in the market for some young, dynamic talent. Whether that would be a trade this offseason, which sounds a lot less likely than him potentially being a UFA next year, which could be huge for the Blues if they were to make, make a move there. But we talk about game breakers and we talk about the Blues style, two of the things that we have echoed frequently throughout this year on the Locked On Blues podcast. I think no one defines the St. Louis Blues style with the potential of being a game breaker like Matthew Kachuk. You think about how good he's been in Calgary. You think about how much of a pest he's been in Calgary. Well, you know, dominating on the offensive end and holding his own in the defensive end. A young guy in the NHL making the impact that he has had. He is twenty three years old. Can only imagine um how much his growth will come to benefit him, especially if we were able to have that growth in the city of St. Louis playing for his hometown favorite team, you know, with his family close by. Oh, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Definitely a move that I would be really, really excited for the blues to make come next year, even this year if it works out. A guy that I think would play with a lot of passion, a guy that I think would would completely epitomize the St. Louis Blues style. You know, hard-hitting, physical hockey, but also got some silky mitts and able to make things happen in the offensive end and score some goals. Plus fills in probably the biggest hole in the St. Louis Blues roster at left wing with Jaden Schwartz's departure pending and and the lack of depth of that position in general could be pretty much a match made in heaven for the St. Louis Blues if they were able to pull it off. Obviously, you know, very hypothetical and Jeremy Rutherford himself basically said there's no weight to any sort of rumors besides the fact that he would, you know, obviously love to play here if the opportunity were to work out but it doesn't sound like there's anything in the works necessarily that doesn't mean it's never going to happen if you give me the keys to the kingdom for the st louis blues and, and matthew kachuk's available in a year you bet i'm going after him but there's still a lot that would need to happen in order for matthew kachuk to end up with the st louis blues from this point you know obviously things could change like that and, and we could see maybe he asks for a trade. Maybe he's really unhappy in Calgary and, and definitively leaves next season in free agency But it's definitely not something that I think we could pencil into the roster. Like, oh, yeah, Matthew Guchak's going to look great in a blue note. It would be great. But a- at the moment, it definitely just seems like pure pure hypothetical, pure wishful thinking. Now, the fact that he is a UFA next summer definitely makes it more likely than a lot of other guys that you could say, like, oh, Jack Eichel, whatever. Like, Jack Eichel will be great, but every team in the NHL is going to be going after him. If we're looking at a realistic, huge upgrade for, to this forward core, Matthew Kachuk could be that guy. Granted, it might not be right away, but it could definitely be something to keep an eye out for. Another thing that we could be keeping an eye out for, not necessarily, but I want to get into the tough discussion of whether or not Craig Bruby is the guy to lead this team moving forward and whether or not his style Can stick in today's NHL. But before I get into that, before I have that discussion, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Now, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or even account login RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door best of all Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there, how-did-you-hear-about-us box so you know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when I return, I will be getting into discussion of this coaching staff and whether or not there are some changes that I think could be made to benefit the future of this team. Don't go anywhere. I know the way I transitioned into this segment may have alarmed some people. I just want to say right off the bat, I do not think that Craig Berube should be fired. I do not think that that is what this team needs to have success moving forward. Granted, I do think that the coaching approach could use some changes, and I do think that personnel probably has more to do, that, do with that than coaching. However, I would not be opposed to either a huge shift in mentality For that coaching staff or maybe a shift in personnel of some of the guys under Berube, especially with Van Ryan um, interviewing for the vacancy in Arizona's head coaching spot, as much as that would be a tough loss, it brings in an opportunity to bring in a different guy. So as of right now, the Blues coaching staff is made up with brawlers and enforcers and and guys that emphasize physical hockey. And obviously there's nothing wrong with that. It won the St. Louis Blues, the Stanley Cup, you know, Craig Baruby has a lot of responsibility when it comes to the success of this team over the past few years. That being said, I think that we've talked about how the Blues play style was definitely a little bit too slow for the NHL this year. And, and as much as their physicality won them a lot of games, there were some coaching decisions that hurt this team a lot. The misutilization of Mike Coffin being a prime example. The misutilization of Zach Sanford being another one, you know, favoring a guy like Zach Sanford, who's a little bit more physical, bigger bodied, plays, plays a little bit more towards Craig Ruby style versus some other guys, you know, further down the lineup that could have made an impact in Zach Sanford, Sanford's role with Sanford on like the fourth line. Another guy is Vince Dunn, a guy that a lot of people think was misutilized this year and could have played better if coaching staff played him more favorably, whatever your thoughts may be. I think it's clear that coaching was far from perfect this season, and I think, Some of that has to do with stubbornness. And I'm not saying, oh, Craig Ruby is a stubborn guy. You know, he could have made changes. This team would have beat Colorado. God, no. Colorado series was plain and simple. Colorado was the better team, whatever. There are changes to the coaching staff that I think could benefit this team, whether it's a change in mentality, change in approach or change in personnel. I think that the coaching staff could put more impact on the offensive side of the puck purely from a skill standpoint. I don't think that they allowed skill guys to thrive as much as they could have like a guy like Mike coffin was sort of asked to play out of his role earlier in the season and was demoted as a result and didn't really find his groove with this team until late in the season when he was able to just perform his spot-up shooter role now that's not what craig berube likes it's not a guy that models craig berube's dream play style but he's a guy that can benefit your team. And when I say I don't think Craig Ruby can be fired, I think that big thing that he could do in terms of the success of this team is if the Blues do inevitably bring in another guy like Mike Hoffman, who's not necessarily as gifted defensively as, as a lot of these other guys or doesn't necessarily fit the Blues play style, but yet is a dynamic offensive player like a potential a Jack Eichel sort of player the most important thing that Barubi and the coaching staff could do is analyze his players as individuals and examine their strengths and their weaknesses. That sounds... Like something every coach should do. And I'm sure, you know, I don't think he he looked at Mike Coffin and said, Oh, he's not good enough at scoring, I'm gonna put him on the fourth line. No, I think it was a little I think there was some frustration there that Mike Coffin wasn't a player that perfectly fits Craig Bruby's model. But there are certain players that if you bring them in, you can sort of tweak your game plan around them. And I think if earlier on in the season Mike Hoffman was able to just play comfortably in his role, he could have been the team's leading scorer. We saw how much he turned it on once he finally got comfortable and, and how much of a positive impact he was able to have and whether or not he's, he's here next season is, is a conversation for another day. But if this team does have the large offseason that I think a lot of us are hoping that they have, chances are we're going to bring in another dynamic offensive player that doesn't exactly fit Craig Berube's style. So if Craig Ruby wants to have success with this team and, and if this team takes the dire- goes into the direction that I think that they need to, and that is focusing more on offense and focusing more on dynamic skill rather than just physicality and two-way play, there is going to need to be some flexibility and some patience from Craig Ruby and the coaching staff in integrating these new players or this new play style into the team. You know, maybe that's giving Jordan Kyrou an increased role and in just allowing him to flourish completely offensively and not asking him to do things that he's not capable of. Not that that was asked of him this year, but that may be why Cairo saw such low ice time even when his points were through the roof, just because he's not that guy defensively. Maybe you construct a line for Jordan Cairo where he's able to play 15, 16, 17, 18 minutes a night yeah, you're losing a little bit of defense. You're losing a little bit of physicality a two-way play with him. But the the the, the trade-off is maybe that line plays a little bit differently than the other three lines because you have a, a dynamic offensive player on that line. Now, if we get into next season and we get decent way through the season and this team is still struggling and it still seems to be the same issues that I'm talking about right now, stubbornness and play style that isn't working and Craig Berube still, you know, fails to adjust. then I think that we could be having the conversation way down the line of, yeah, maybe it's time to move on from Craig Ruby. I don't think we're anywhere near that conversation now, but I think we're a lot closer to it than a lot of people thought coming off the cup win two years ago, obviously hindsight is 2020 and coaches come and go. But I think after the cup, win, everybody thought that Ruby style was perfect, that's how you win playoff games. And then Colorado came in and said, uh, nope, not that easy. They've been given a hard time by Vegas. Absolutely. But still, you know, look at look at what good head coaching can do in in, in um, other series. The New York Islanders beat the Boston Bruins, and I think ninety five percent of that. No, that's not true, but I think a good portion of that victory it, it can be chalked up to Barry Trotz and how he adjusted. And Greg Ruby's still a, a, you know an inexperienced coach in this league. He's had his stints, but this is the first solid role that he's had. And I don't think making adjustments is one of his strongest skills. Now, he didn't need to in that cup run, and he didn't really need to until it was a little bit too late this year, but when he was forced to make adjustments, I don't think he made them efficiently enough. Now, that's something that comes with experience, and I think Craig Ruby's a very smart guy. I think he's really, really good at motivating the team, so if he's able to adjust and if he's able to make, you know, the changes necessary for this team to be successful, I have no reason to believe that this coaching staff isn't capable of leading the Blues to another Stanley Cup, but we will see. That's the fun of the offseason is, So much of it is just sitting around and waiting and just listening to little rumors here and there. So if you guys want to make sure you stay up to date on every rumor, article, trade rumor, free agent rumor, whatever it may be that drops, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. Wherever you get your podcasts, that way you'll never miss a new upload. We're uploading five episodes a week from now until the end of the playoffs and then three a week probably from there on out. So the content never stops covering the expansion draft free agency the entry draft all that fun stuff so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button follow us on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok at Lockdown blues we always tweet out our new episodes so definitely follow us on twitter follow me on twitter and locker room at josh hyman nhl follow tommy on twitter and locker room at t welcher 15 thank you guys so much for listening and as always let's go blues